When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with us live. If you're live with us today, if you're not live with us today, why don't you go ahead and put in your calendar 1 p.m. EST. Um, we record live on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash she podcasts. And, and Twitter, you know what? on the Twitter, on Twitter as well, twitter.com slash she podcasts and YouTube as well. Sweet. And so if you are afraid you're going to miss it and you have no calendar or you hate using a calendar, go type this into your phone right now. 302-240-3425. That's 302-240-3425. Or you can go to my.community.com slash podcast and get on our texting alerts, I guess list. I don't know what else to call it besides list. But anyway, you'll get a you'll get an alert every time we do something fantastic, which is, you know, all the time. So you need to get on the list immediately. Yeah, I think it, it. what was really good about that is that you get a little tiny reminder. You don't have to, you know, it's just like, hey, we're going to about to go live. And then you can definitely watch or not. And, and I actually just got some breaking news as well. So I'll <gasps> talk about it right here because one Wait. of our our folks that is on the list, she just sent me a little bit of news as we we're going, uh, we're going to get started. So why not? Before right? you do that. I just should tell them who we are. I'm Jessica Kupferman. <laughs> and this is my co-host, Elsie Escobar. Hello. And our editor, John Jamingo. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to get that out in case someone's new. You know, I don't want to just start telling them news about total strangers because that's just rude, I think. <laughs> so, right? um, it's so rude. We have to get started. For those folks that are here, though, we'd like yeah, to let you know. We've got a great show for you today. That we have um, a series that we're going to be on called Unmute Yourself. Mm-hmm, and this sweet. is like spearheaded by our social media boss who handles our social media, Andrea. And for and so this series is sponsored by her company, Savvy Social School. So Andrea Jones is hosting this and unmute yourself on social media series that she's putting. This is all happening on Clubhouse. So those of you who are listening to this, when the, when this episode goes live, unfortunately you missed this because Clubhouse does not, you know, you can't like listen later unless she's recording this. And the purpose of this series is for brands and businesses to share how they've shown up, share their values, and manage their communities in the past 12 months. I'm super excited. Yes, totally. And so Jess and I are both part of, it's a three, it's three series, like one day, then the next day, then the next day. So it's all happening every day this week, not every day, those three days this week. And Jess is on session one. Do you want to tell them what session that is? Yeah, dude. Session one is showing up. What is your preferred way of showing up as your business or your brand? How do you encourage community feedback and response? Does your business or brand have a personality? How did you decide on who that would be? Yeah, that's me. I'm all about the person that you're putting out. I just thought I would be a good person to talk about that because I can be pretty personal on social media, but I I call it controlled vulnerability. So like, even though you, most people feel like they know a lot about me because I talk about my daughter and I talk about, you know, like things that are painful, like there's still a lot that I don't talk about. And I think there's a way to do that where you can seem vulnerable without pouring your guts out. And so I, I wanted, I mean, I'm on a panel, so it's not all about me, but it is an interesting right. topic to me. Yeah. There's like five folks on this panel. Yeah. Sarah, Mike, Utel, Andrea. Oh, I guess she's moderating. Cassandra Bloom, Afton Neg- Negrea, me and Alexander Morinello, if you know any of those folks. Um, and I'm pretty excited about it. And then Elsie, tell them about yours and then why you picked this one. Because we were asked to choose which one we wanted. So I was excited. So yeah, session three is called Managing Community Responses. And that's on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. 
And that one, the question, the potential questions that go on that is describing a recent situation in your business that resulted in a massive community response. How did your business handle that community response? And how do you prepare for future responses or react to the potential of being canceled? And I think that the reason that I chose this is because last year I was in this all day, every day, almost 24-7 for, I don't know, three to four months straight. (laughs) So I have very direct experience when it comes to that, not only handling it for myself, but for She Podcast, but also for Libsyn and the labor that it really takes to be thoughtful and and how that happens and what it really takes to lead. Because there's a lot of folks out there that I think that might, and what I have seen is that there's more performance around responses. The real work really takes a lot of time, and sometimes it's not the stuff that you see. So I'm I'm really passionate about this topic. And it was so funny when Andrea asked us to see, like, <laughs> which ones we wanted to participate in. Jessica was like, yay, number one. And then I was like, yay, number three. And she's like, I don't know what to do, number three. <laughs> Like, yep. I pretty much would never do number three ever. I would. I don't want to talk about being canceled or what to do when I'm canceled because I never react properly. My first reaction is never my best one. I always want to be defensive and uh, you're not supposed to really do that. It's an interesting finite. So anyway, I'm really curious and I'm really passionate about it and I'm constantly wanting to learn to be better and know more and also hear what other people's ways of dealing with things have, have, Me have too. also been. Yes. So in that respect, I just want to be part of knowing more because I'm a, I'm constantly looking out to know and be better at so many different things. And sometimes we don't really have the tools. And I have to say, man, whenever you do find a tool that can help you respond to something or you learn something that you didn't know before, it feels so empowering and it really takes away anxiety and the defensiveness for that matter that might be popping up because you have steps that you can you have follow a plan a strategic you have plan. a plan and it and sometimes it's sort of like you know when folks like in Texas just went through all of that the snow that came yeah. their way yeah and some of them tried to cancel the snow. Did you notice that? No, no. How would you cancel the snow? Oh, by saying that it was um, man-made by Bill Gates and not real. What? Oh my god! Snow conspiracy. Okay. okay. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, okay, but what, what I'm say saying to that? is like nothing. Maybe in Texas, hopefully, you know, weather won't continually be bizarro and weird like that in Texas where it does this strange stuff. But what it makes you think about is, wow, I really need to be more prepared for when something like this happens, right? I really need to, I understand now that I don't have, you know, X, I don't have Y, I don't have Z. I, I, you know, there's so many things that were kind of bizarro and especially like the, the electrical system and like the grid and utilities and the way that they were sourced and how they were built, it kind of shows you where those failure points are. And it's an opportunity to be better, right? And it's something that they wouldn't have known unless something like that happened. And I think that having these important conversations sometimes do that. Sometimes you are not in a position, nor do you even want to put the time away to take to deal with these things, because it's like, it never snows here. Why should I even care? It doesn't smile. Who cares? And then when it does, then you have to work. There's a lot of things that you have to work through in order for that to happen. And it makes you care uh, when your feet are essentially being burnt by what's happening, right? So that's how I see some of these responses. But regardless, it's important. But it only you can only see it sometimes when it goes away. Anywho, if you've already, you know, you can go see Clubhouse and. Yeah, it's on Clubhouse. Unmute yourself. I don't yeah. think you have to register. Um, but how would they find it? If you're on Clubhouse, how, like, how would you find it? You just search unmute or. I believe, you know what? We can put that link to these actual events that maybe we can put in Facebook and in. Because you can click through it's it me. and you can follow it or whatever. But yeah, we'd love to see you there. Please come. All right, skis. Thank you. And 
leading off with um, what you were saying for people to like sign up to our text at 302-240-3425. We, as soon as I set a little reminder, I got a text back from Clara. Clara, who is part of our super squad, and she also comes here and says, hey, hey, to us all the time when we're doing some of these things. And she sent me some breaking news with like our jingle in text. She said the news you can use with little like... (laughs) musical notes. And she shared with me that there is this uh, at Louisville uh, Public Media has just launched a podcasting curator. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to some of this. It says that um, this incubator is to make podcasting accessible to people in our community who have great ideas, but aren't sure how to make them happy. And they're particularly looking for shows by and for people of color and marginalized genders, LGBTQ plus folks, immigrants and other backgrounds not always represented well in public media. So... Yeah, I'll have a link in the show notes so that y'all can see that. But thank you, Clara, for giving us those breaking news. And we're just going to I just put it in here so that you see that we listen to what you have to say. Yeah, man. Get dibs if you text me. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. Dibs, yo. Okay, so I guess, I mean, anything like that we want to talk about or report? Do you have any fun stuff you did over the weekend or anything like that? We just kind of jumped right to it. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Other than I have, I'm trying to work with um, time timers. I'm trying to figure out my time management a lot more. That was like the exciting thing that I did this weekend. I got an opportunity to organize and and be be mindful about what's coming up for me for the rest of the month and next month because after being done with Podfest, I was like so overwhelmed. Like you, I couldn't do much of anything. So one of the first things that I wanted to do was to be really aware of the amount of time I'm spending on doing stuff yeah. because I think my perception of not only my time, that's one thing, and my perception of how long things take, I don't think it's clear. I think that I'm yeah. working off of like um just pure feelings. I'm constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough. I'm constantly finished. Like literally that's it. I think I'm not yeah. doing enough. That's what I feel. Are you also, I don't remember because I know that you, are you particularly empathic or just sensitive? Okay. So if you are empathic, what I've read and learned is that they have no fucking concept of time at all. Everything they think takes five minutes is two hours and everything that takes two hours, they think it's five minutes. I don't know why, but Mm. it's actually a really good thing because, because all the empaths I know are like this. Scott is a perfect example because I would come down or up here from somewhere and Isaac would be fussing and I'm like, oh, he's probably hungry. And he'd be like, I just fed him. And I'm like, what, three hours ago? Because that's like when babies need to be fed. But, you know, like he it right. was five minutes. He, they have no like it's like their own world is not linear. <laughs> Everyone else's yeah. time goes in a direction, but yours does not. So I don't know if that's relevant, but it's interesting to know, I think. Anyway. Yeah. I think that what I wanted to do and, and I mean I agree, there's a couple times where I will Clara says her too. Hey Clara, I'm so happy. So when I start doing some work, let let's say obviously I do a lot of the community management in, in all the different places. And sometimes when I go inside of Twitter to manage responses or I'll batch process communications and all of the different social media areas just to kind of see what's going on, making sure I'm following up with people that have questions, retweeting, you know, all the tiny little things. I will start and then all of a sudden it's two hours later. And I don't know if I actually spent that time doing that or I don't know. You know, I really, I actually don't know. And so what I did is I'm starting to work more specifically. I've used an app called Toggle. Do you know Toggle? I do, but I, I thought um, there's a few that do, that do this, actually. Yeah. So Toggle, I've been using for Libsyn specifically. So after every couple of weeks, every two weeks, I will send my boss a detailed time outline of where I've spent my times in the hours. So mm-hmm. I have a process that I go in and it's usually in post, meaning at the end of the two week period or whatever, I'll go do an assessment of where I put my time. I have like categories of where I put the time and I had allotted time to certain tasks that add up to certain hours. And so it's sort of like you go back and you check off whatever it is that you did. 
But now, instead of doing that, I'm actually using the timers in a way that is proactive. So I'm timing myself doing the tasks that I have. And so I spent yesterday outlining what that is. What are the tags that I'm going to be putting in there to make sure that I categorize the behavior accordingly? Because the Mac will show you, it should show you which apps, you, and, and your phone too. No, dude, I'm not talking about the apps. I'm talking about my actual things that I'm doing. It doesn't matter if I'm like, if somebody doesn't were the to, app give you a clue of what you're doing or, I mean, I guess Safari doesn't. I'm on Facebook so many different times going in and out. I'm on Twitter so many different times going in and out. And then like I have my podcasts and my audiobooks that are generally going all day, every day. So if you look at that, you'll see like, I don't know, eight, 10 hours or six hours of that. Yeah. That doesn't look like I'm doing, you know what I mean? That's not what I mean. Yeah, but you know you're doing something. I mean, I guess I was just thinking like like if I see – if I look at my time and I see that I'm on Safari versus Photoshop versus, right, you know, whatever, then I know that I'm spending not enough time engaging or too much time in Slack. You know, I don't know. Just – No, I'm looking at it from the perspective – like so yesterday I timed myself doing editing on a blog post that – um, needed to be looked at. And I went in there and I spent two hours and 15 minutes editing the blog post, making sure that it was formatted properly, doing research in terms of like how to properly format this thing out, making sure that it was visually appealing, making sure that I had the proper text, making sure that I had the right vocabulary. Like there was like all of this work that went into the actual formatting and placement of the post, making sure that it was great, writing to um, Callie to make sure that she took care of some other things, making sure she uploaded the images. Like all of that took two hours and 14 minutes for me to work on that one post that was already pre-written. That is like a formatting that's something that you would think that it doesn't take very much time. That's all you I'm saying. You would think that. Right. And so looking at that, going, whoa, that's a lot of time. Is it possible, and I just want you to be open to this possibility, that this exercise will also teach you not only where you're spending too much time, but also that you're maybe a little too extra when it comes to things? No. You know why? It's because there are some things that need, that require this. Here's the problem with that is that at this point, nobody can do that work because we don't have a team member that can do that. Do you understand? That's the kind of work that needs to be put off or given to the person who is going, who is aware about how to use Elementor, who is really well versed on WordPress, who is capable of looking at copy, who's making sure that all of the images are properly have alt tags added to them, that is properly formatted, that it's really ready to go so that I would get the finished one and given to me so that it can be better. Right. So that I can go like, it's oh, true. Cool, what you're the person That's you're all. describing is, is me. I'm that person. Right. <laughs> You're describing and so just in terms of all of that things, because that needs to be done and it takes that much time. And yes, we did discuss, and, and this is something that is um is of importance when you're working with like a larger company, you have to be able to go like, are these the right terms that we need to use for the language around this? Because if we don't use the right terms for this, then the support team, people won't know that it's what it's actually called. So we have to be very specific about what we do. And there's discussion that goes along that. So I hear uh, you. I'm just suggesting that you shouldn't. Most people, when they do a blog post, don't study the, vo you know, don't research the vocabulary in addition. Correct. To and it's not the researching the vocabulary. It is talking to your own internal team member, having that approved, making okay. sure that you and the support team are has, speaking the same language. This isn't about researching the internet. Okay. This is about communication inside the team. Okay. Because we Got can't it. call things differently when we, we have to call things the same. Right. That's just a thing. Anyway, That's all true. I'm saying to you is that I'm tracking that. So Marianne posted in there, she said, are you saying to set time in advance so that you can control your schedule? No, that's actually not it. I'm trying to see where my time is going right now 
And then I can make better informed decisions, not only in saying like, look at where, like to Jess's point, look, it took you two hours and 14 minutes of doing something that somebody else can do. Then I have the resources or the backup data to go, oh my God, look at where I spent my time when I could have been doing this, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, it's, it's showing, it's sort of like the receipts that you have. I should not been, have been doing that. I should have been doing these things. Does that make sense? And yes. also to be able to understand that a lot of these tasks are managerial things that also take a lot of time. Going back and forth, when you're managing team members, it's something that we've been talking about, Jess. Managing people takes a lot of time. Okay. When they go, please check this out. Callie, every Friday, she sends in links to all of the posts that she has created. She has a, like her drafts for her blog post. She has a crap ton of things that she's worked on. Now it's our turn, Sarah and I, to work on those things ourselves now and then give her feedback. And that takes time. It's not like you yeah. just don't look at it and go like, ah, that's good. When she gets it, yeah, it's great. Then you can just go like, high five, that's amazing. But when she says stuff and then she has the images, I need to go back and go, you know what, Callie, this image is really great. And can you please do that here? Like the third post on this series is the one that you need to work on. I need this and this and this and this. Could I do it right away? Yeah, I could fix it. But the point is, we're mentoring somebody else to be able to take the reins. And that takes time. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does take time. Of course. So in that respect. But anyway, so I'm using, just to let you all know, so I'm using Toggle to do that. But I also am using on the iOS devices an app called Timery. And Timery actually works in conjunction with Toggle. And you're able to work on both of those things like at the same time. So now I have the timers on the Chrome extension for Toggle. And for whenever I'm in iOS, it all syncs back again there. And Timery is there to kind of like take the friction out of setting the timers because that's really where I feel I fell off the wagon when I attempted to do this before is the friction of taking that first step. You know, it's sort of like when I was talking to you, Jess, about drinking water and the way that I drink a lot of water is that I prepare my water the night before so that I have the water. When I wake up, it's already there exactly how I want it. So I don't have the excuse of I have to go get my water down now because I know for me that is a too big of a step and it's the one that makes me fail. Mm -hmm. So I take that away. Being able to access an immediate timer when I'm ready is a huge game changer. So I can really quickly do it no matter where I am and start the timer. Makes sense. Makes total sense. I'm putting her to sleep with all this talk. You're the one that asked me. You're not putting me to sleep. It does make sense. I'm struggling because of daylight savings and it has nothing oh, to do with you. Oh, you're falling asleep. I'm actually falling asleep. I'm not being put to sleep by you. I'm just exhausted. I mean, today's the first day I've actually had to wake Isaac up. Maybe ever. I don't even remember the last time I had to go in there and wake him up for school. And he goes, this was the best. He was just like a teenager. I could not believe it. He goes, I go, Isaac, time to wake up. And he goes, is it Monday? And I said, yep. And he goes, come on. Like, <laughs> he did? Yeah, it was so funny. That's I was so like, sorry, funny. dude. It's funny. He was like, come on. <laughs> so cute yeah. has, it, uh, has it nailed you that bad did, were you able to go to sleep fairly early yesterday no and it nails me every time it nails me probably worse in the spring but it nails me really bad in the fall too i'm not I, that one hour you know I, traveling is even fucking easier i could go to different time zone and it's not as bad as the way that i feel when you just move an hour you would think it wouldn't be so bad but it's awful I dropped him off at school and then I looked at the clock in my car and it was said seven o'clock because it hadn't, you know, oh. changed yet. And I was like, this is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be illegal. It's the worst. Anyway, so no, it has nothing to do with you. I attempted to do that today. Um, I had my alarm set for six in the morning. And as soon as I woke up, I was like, I had like a visceral reaction to opening my eyes. I was like, who set this alarm? Like, usually I don't have this like aggressive response <laughs> who did this who did this and my my next thought was like 
I did it wrong. I put in a, like a 3 a.m. alarm for some reason. I honestly was like, who, who does this? Man, you got to start trusting yourself a little bit. Stop acting like you never do anything right. Your your first no. instinct is I'm screwing up. That's not that's well. Not no, good. I did. I was like, who did this? No, I and so yeah, and then I screwed up because I mean I could see it, especially because it was like six a.m. and I looked outside and I'm like, this does not feel like the six a.m. that I'm used to. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> bye bye, and so <laughs> I will yeah. go back to sleep now because I cannot get up. Oh, it sucked. Anyway, sorry. I love it just for the extra daylight at the end of the day. I know it stinks in the morning, but it's so much better at the end of the day. You get that extra hour of sunlight. That's true, yeah, but, but I'm not going to be awake me... long enough at this point. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that what sucks about that, though, is that at night, all of a sudden I got this, like, rush of, of like, wake-up time. And it took me forever to go back to to go to sleep last night because it wasn't bedtime. It was before time. Before what? bed time. You know what I mean? Yes. If you're going to sleep at, like, let's say, 10 o'clock every night, and then you go down at 10 p.m., it's really not 10 p.m., it's 9 p.m. because you just changed that. So your body's like, it's not bedtime yet. Right. So it's not going to happen yesterday. Right. I mean, yeah. That's the other thing is that if it was during a week, it would probably actually be more helpful. But because it does on a Saturday night, you can sleep the way you want on Sunday and then you're just fucked for the week. It's annoying. Yeah. All of it is annoying. I know that there's people out there that want to do an amendment to not have it anymore and I will <gasps> sign that 800 times. No. It's every year well, though. Arizona doesn't have it. I was really surprised when that what? happened. Arizona Wait. doesn't have daylight savings at all. Like no changes in time. It's always the same. Right. Neither does Can or Saskatoon. Saskatchewan doesn't have it either. Is she right above that is she in mountain time, though? Is that why? Well, she's in central time. It's one hour during normal time. But when we go to daylight saving time, it's two, which kind of stinks. Yeah. This is way too – it's way too much, man. Yeah. Way too much, like, trying to figure all the crap out. I'm telling you. It's crazy. Don't like it. Don't like it. But anyway, why don't we just go moving into some news? The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. So this five things to avoid to grow your show, what is that, Jess? Oh, I found an article that I thought was helpful. Things to avoid in order to grow your podcast. It's a bit of a, it's an article from last week, but I thought they were things I'd never, I mean, I haven't quite seen anyone say the things that we've been saying. Oh, it's by the um, Pod Bible podcast host. So is that um, Colin? Isn't he the podcast yeah, host? Yeah. yeah, Colin Colin Gray. So just quickly, things to avoid. People always say, here's what you do, though. Right. right. They don't tell you what not to do. So I like this twist. So number one, playing the numbers game. Podcasters try to quantify success with their download numbers. And it's just going to make you tired. Don't look at statistics more than once a day. If that, I like that he, they added if that, because I'm like, what? Once a day, that's still... Yeah. <sighs> no, that still doesn't feel like a lot. Social media overload. Yeah. People use their social media channels to advertise, but social media platforms are meant to be addictive. So how many times, if you look up from your screen, you realize that a lot of time has passed. It means you're wasting time on social media. Set up a certain amount of time you're willing to spend on it per week. Stick to that. Use a timer. Screen time app. Don't get lost in the endless spiral of content. Number three is taking your audience for granted. Some people feel disappointed if they only have five listeners. But what if those five listeners are like diehard fans and really love your show? Podcast audiences are very small, can be very small, but they're very, very loyal. You can't expect everyone to like your show, but those who do will care about your work a lot, which is a very good point. Oh, this one was one of my favorites. Okay, making your interview guests into your marketing team. If you Preach interview it. a guest, Preach I know, it. girl, I know. Oh, girl. my God. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's possible <laughs> that if you interview a guest, 
I hate that expression. If you, if it's possible that if you interview a guest with a huge social media, some of those people might become your followers, but there's no transitive mathematical property. I love the way he says this. It's so funny because I can hear it in his uptighty British accent. <laughs> it's, just, it's, the, it's the transitive mathematical property when it comes to social media followers and podcast audiences. He's not uppity, but I can just hear him say this because he wrote it. If you have X numbers of followers on Tuesday and on Wednesday, you upload your interview with a guest who has Y number of followers. Don't expect that by Friday you will have X plus Y. Guests are not under obligation to promote your show. If they do, it's very kind of them, but you cannot expect that. Yep. Which I agree. Oh thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because how many times do we see in our group like, but how do you make them share it? You don't. All the time. You do your own damn work. You don't make them share it. No. <sighs> N-O-S-K-I. Don't make them share it. You ask nicely. And then if oh, they no. don't do it, I mean, what I used to do is if they don't do it, I would boost the episode to um, people who follow their page. I would just advertise to it's them a different on way. You. It's like it literally is on you. And also, again, there's something that my co-host Rob Walsh, he always, he wrote an article a while ago. He should probably update it and, and stuff. It's almost like if your Twitter following or your Instagram following for these stars is X amount, that in no way is correlated to podcast listening audience. It doesn't correlate. It just doesn't, it's not the same. So even if it's like, if they have all of these followers, it does not mean they're going to be listeners. It yeah. might if they already exactly. listen to podcasts. That's a thing. But if you're, you know, it's just not going to happen. One of the things that I I find is if you have a guest come on and they have fun with you, like the show's fun, they're having a good time. The next time on their podcast, they're more apt to say, hey, you know what? I had a great time on this podcast. And whenever I hear something like that, I'm like, let me go check that podcast out. You know, they're also more apt if you make it easy for them. You give them click to tweet or graphics or whatever. Not that people don't do that, but just if you make it easy, it works. It's just that you still can't count on that as part of your growth strategy. The reason you want big guests is for credibility, not followers. Right. That's why you want to interview people with big following. It's not to get their audience. It's because it gives you more credibility to, you know, that you've interviewed someone important. It makes you look like you know what you're doing, whether you do or not which, you know, most of the time we don't, but whatever. Okay. And the last thing from Colin, unrealistic definitions of success. When you make a podcast, you don't get to hear applause or laughter or any audience reaction. So it's hard to know if it's meaningful. You have to define for yourself what success looks like. Yes, for the love of all that is holy. Make sure you have a specific goal and something you can do to take action to achieve that goal. Just saying, I want to be a rich and famous podcaster is is nebulous. Mm -hmm. Saying, I want to create and upload 50 episodes is something you can actually achieve. So here are some other good goals, he says. Convincing one person per month to review it on Apple Podcasts. Conversing with three audience. Or Podchaser. Or Podchaser. Okay, all right. I was just, all right. Conversing with three audience members in the first month about how they found your podcast and celebrating or promoting a special moment in one of your episodes with a different kind of media, such as an audiogram. Oh, bonus tip. Never let the cat near your computer. (laughs) I just saw this. Here's a specific piece of podcasting advice I learned the hard way and I hope you never have to endure. It's a truth universally acknowledged that whatever object you're paying a lot of attention to, the cat will investigate. Oh, they might seem cute and like they want to just cuddle with you while you're working. Be warned. The day will come that you're an hour deep into editing dialogue waveforms, trying to create the perfect audio experience, and the cat will lightly step its tender little paw onto the power button to your computer's power strip. (gasps) Save your work often, back up your data, invest in the most impressive cat tree that you can afford. (laughs) This way, they'll lounge on that instead of your work. Yeah, he's a funny dude. I love Colin. He's so funny. That's very good advice. Cat trees. Toddlers. Toddlers have, have, uh, I've had toddlers come in and and play with my settings and I get on the next, next time I go sit down and I turn on my computer and I'm like, what's going on here? And it's not just toddlers. Yeah, that's a relatively new experience for you though, isn't it? Mm, oh yeah going back look at jenny jenny has a cat and she's had these problems where a cat pushed stop on my her recording in the middle of an interview and luckily she caught it right away because this is what they do and then they go what are you talking about mama (laughs) and then they'll just 
lay <clears throat> on it all, that, and then just like everything will that, just die, and you're like, get off. <laughs> so that's a nightmare. Good lord. Anyway, yes. So call it that. Yeah, that wasn't Colin, but anyway. Regardless, this is great advice. We loved it. And he nailed so many of the things because it's true. Now, well, here's where it gets to me is that it doesn't feel like these incredibly helpful and pivotal tips ever get to the ones that really need to hear it. I hope that's you and that you've listened. Right. But then even if you tell them, they will still go, essentially going something like, thanks. But how do I get people to share my show? Yeah. Like, I there's know. no, like, it's not dissuading people from the thing, right? And that's what's so frustrating about it, because it doesn't matter what you tell them, they will still want the answer to the problem that doesn't have a solution. <laughs> you know, it's so hard being a podcast consultant. Our lives are so difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> difficult. Yes. Yes, it I do. It really is true. We are so damaged from our problems. And then what happens is you feel bad because they don't know what Why they're do doing. Why do you feel bad? Because they Listen, don't know what they're doing and they're coming to you. They got to learn the same as we all did. Come on. But then just let them do stupid I, shit. You give it's them fine. advice and you tell them how to straighten it out. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, okay. Oh, people enjoy. have to learn the hard way. You know, it's true. Yes. I was just interviewing my cousin about how, like, how I got famous on TikTok. And I asked him if he had a content schedule. And he was like, nah, I pretty much make it up every day. And I was like, that's cool. Well, so what do you hate the most about like having TikTok as your job? And he's like, man, it's really hard to just come up with content every single day. So I didn't want to, <laughs> so I didn't want to correct him. Right. But well, he's 26. Okay. So like, I, he doesn't know. I mean, my God, he was, he was right. working on the census before this, like before the pandemic. Right. So when we get off the phone, I text him and I go, Listen, about the thing you hate about TikTok, that's what a content calendar is all about. You figure out what you put Monday through Friday, and then you figure out within there which one you do, like, on you, because he's trying to grow his YouTube and his Instagram. He's like, yeah, they're not really, yeah, well, because you need different content for each one. And if you're not planning that, you're just doing, he's doing everything on the fly. And he's got a million, 1.3 million followers on TikTok. So I was like, schedule another meeting with me and let me help you put this together. I said, cause I, I do it for podcasters, but I'd really like to see if I could help an influencer grow. You know, like, wouldn't that be fun right. if you can translate it to influencers? I would love that. And usually, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with that right now because you just started and it's sort of like us. Like we would not have known. Girl, he just what? started, but he does two lives a day. 11 and 7 he he does two hour and there's thousands of people on both times because he's wow. talking about listen his show's about free money his whole show is about what kind of valuable coins are in your pocket what kind right. of coins are print mistakes that are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars i mean you can't i don't even care about coins it's fascinating to me yeah i think that's the fascinating i was just it's thinking so about that fascinating too, like you gotta see it it's so fascinating but you know that doesn't mean just because you know about coins doesn't mean you and you know it grows because it grows there's a pandemic no one has anything right, to right. do yes tell me how to make free money please but like that doesn't mean you know how to like be a content creator right Especially at that age when you've only had, you know, what jobs did you have by the time you were 25? Like before 20, before I graduated college, I had every bullshit job you could have. So I'm sure he's in the same boat. I like my bullshit jobs. I did too, but I'm just saying like now he has like, a have real, one of those. The other thing is he doesn't want to take ads. So he gets paid through TikTok. TikTok has a creator's fund, which I didn't right. know. So I'm just like, well, what about sponsorship? And he's like, I don't want it to, you know, some guy approached me to sell water bottles, but I don't want to do that on my show. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about, well, first of all, his hair is like very perfectly coiffed. So I was like, first of all, hair gel. Every man will buy that hair. It's like the most perfect slick back I've ever seen in my life. Second of all, you partner with the places where you buy the coins or, you know, other sellers right. or... Yeah, I mean, like, not a water. Who gives a fuck about water? That makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, he has to be very strategic. But then that's also really hard, how. though. Because it's like, it is. it's like you have to 
sometimes you either have it or you don't as a as a content creator, meaning that folks that have had experience creating businesses or being entrepreneurial, they kind of He's get very that. very entrepreneurial. You know, where it's just like, oh my God, you, we can do this and we can make money for this and all that kind of stuff. You ha- have that. And then you have the other aspect of it, which is like the self-expression, the artist, the you know, all the people who are like, but I just, this is all for my art, which it took me almost a decade no. of in my fact, own self-talk. In fact, I think he and I that. are the only two people out of all our cousins. I think we have, so like my mom's the oldest of four and each sibling had two. So we have eight cousins. I'm the oldest. He's the youngest. And we're the only two that have like a see an opportunity, pounce an opportunity, kind of like the other right. The other, like even my sister, like they have steady jobs, they work for their parents or they, you know, I have some that are, one's a lawyer, one's a comedian, you know, but like none of it is like, none of it is like the entrepreneurial thing. But then when I talked to him, he was telling me about buying a piece of land so he could do like a food truck food court in DC. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is my, this is my guy right here. Right. You know, so, so then like a couple months later, I was on TikTok killing it with the foxes. And he was like, you have to tell me how you do it. And so wow. I gave him a few things. Now he's got a million followers. That is taking it for Listen, sure. It could have been me except for one thing. The fox has moved away. I have no more content. Yeah, but then he's doing something, something that it's like, you know, he knows about, whereas you would have just been showing the foxes. Like, I mean, there's yeah. only so yes. much unless there's we kept going so with baby foxes everywhere. I mean, I'd have to go visit so. the zoo and shit. Like, I mean, I don't like animals enough to keep that shit up. I mean. Right. And that's it's no, you have you have to totally love it. Yeah, you have, yeah. Then, so he loves. So this is so coins that he's been collecting since he was a kid, and yeah, yeah I don't know how we got on that. this. I think because you're talking about the entrepreneurial spirit, and I was just saying like, yeah, you need you need some planning, and if you don't know how to do that, you need help. That's all. That's what actually that's what the Super Squad's all about. So here's a good time to plug that. Oh my god, that is what the Super Squad is all about. It's so frustrating when I see folks over in the She Podcast Facebook group asking questions that we have actual answers like, to either, already. It's like insane. I know. We have a course. We have a course. Super squad. We have many courses. We also have an hour once a week where you either get Elsie or my ear that you can bend and another hour where you can get Tracy DeForge's ear that you can bend. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have QAs where you can just talk to us and ask Mm -hmm. us your questions live. Mm -hmm. Um, And by the way, it's the highlight of my month doing those QAs. I love it more than anything else. So good. It is so good. I actually might want to change the time because it always bumps into me having to pick up my schnoodle. And so I might want to do like one or one thirty so that I can do it longer because I always have to be like, I have to go. I'm sorry. Because um, oh it's always you, in the middle of something like, good. What do you mean? I'm such a stickler for the hour. I get off at the hour. I get off at like f- the hour or five of the hour. But I have to run. I feel very passionate about that. But anyway, yes, the Super Squad, you can sign up for the She Podcast Super Squad at it's shepodcast.com slash squad. Check it out. We have our sliding scale still. We haven't gotten rid of it. We may never get rid of it. So you can actually join for $17 a month if you'd like. Um, and if you need it, we encourage you to do so because the people in there, first of all, we're having a really good time. Second of all, they're learning a lot. Moving on. So moving on, I kind of want to do a follow-up really quickly here because we're running up on the hour. But I wanted to do a follow-up on our discussion from last week about the Ambi Awards. Right. Because there was a lot of conversation around that, particularly when people didn't know if they should apply and whatnot. And in all honesty, one of the biggest conversations that we had inside of the She Podcast Facebook group was about the fact that you had to pay for this. And John, you also mentioned this the amount of money that you have to invest on this and how we we definitely said that that's possibly something that's keeping people out. So we have a solution to some of these people's problems, right? So the podcasting series, there is now the podcasting comma seriously awards fund. And this is started by Juleka Lantigua Williams, who has been a sponsor of our show before. So with her company, Lantigua Williams and Company launched the fund to support independent QTB BPOC audio producers in submitting high quality work to media journalist journalism awards. Uh, And they have partners with AIR and Pacific Content as fund partners. So they're able to to do that. And that's for folks to support. 
So I think part of the reason that I wanted to bring this out is if if this is you, you get an opportunity to do your work, do your job, own up to your amazingness and the work that you're doing there and apply to get funding so that you can actually submit into all of these places that oftentimes it's cost prohibited for a lot of people to be investing in these things, right? So that's step number one. Step number two, it doesn't mean that this can't also be done by somebody else. So Juleka has a very specific thing that she loves and wants to support. It's her mission statement. It's why she does what she does. She's very driven at uh, making sure that underrepresented voices are heard and all of those things. It does not mean that that only works for some people. If you are incredibly passionate for whoever it is that you serve or that you want to create something like this on yourself, this is the type of stuff that you have to do. You have to come together and create the opportunities so that the doors can open. And the more we go like, eh, it's not for me. They're never going to see me. The more it'll just be replicating exactly what you're saying because it doesn't matter to you. So I'm happy that Jalega has gotten together and she's got these partners and doing all this stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes there for those of you who are creating content that is like this. You got it. You got this. Um, I was also thinking we should do an award f- at our event. Or two. I know. Come on. It doesn't have to. Why is everything so hard? We don't have to do it. Listen. Stop. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Listen. We could we lost outsource this. We could put someone in charge of this. We could have our community vote. We could say no large networks allowed. And we could, you know, make up categories that are like, I don't know, meaningful to you. And what would we call these awards? It would be called the She P Awards, probably. She Podcasty. It'll be a She Podcasty. Okay. You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to keep my ideas to myself. You know what? You know what? You're going to end up doing it just because you pitched me on She Podcast Live almost 10 years ago. <laughs> Listen, Elsie will be on board for the She P's. In 2024. That's right. John knows me enough to know that you got to push through it. It's like, I have concerns. I have concerns about exclusion. I have concerns about all of the things that happen afterwards, people complaining about it. I think you should just sit down and have a heart-to-heart with Tom Cochran and, and ask him, how have you been able to get through all the way to this time? To be able to still do those podcast awards. How much hate have you received? You're acting like I care at this point if people well, hate me. I care because it's like everybody's going to go, well, you why don't you then have you don't, well? Let me tell you something. Why wasn't I well? How come you have to well? That's a stupid name. I mean, think about. Listen to me. If you care about this, you should not. I repeat not be doing our speakers and our schedule because that's the entire reason why I was suicidal last year is because I heard how come this person and not that person how come this day and not that day we have a theme I now like do you understand how powerful that mission is if we say like together we rebuild how come you didn't pick me Because together we rebuild. And this is the mission that we're working with right now. And at this part, at this time, unfortunately, this doesn't fit into this. And we already have this. Okay, well, I saw that you had this person. And I think that my topic is much more relevant than their topic. Together we rebuild. This is about working with each other. And then that person comes to you and says, I saw you have me Friday the last day, but I need to be at the beginning of the day because the last day is for suckers. Well, this is going to be addressed right from the beginning. Yeah, And all of this crap is like, that's what I'm saying. It's like all of that has to be. But I think that if there are awards, they need to come from a place of mission. This is what this is about. And I also don't like voting. I think voting is so exclusive. It's so, I don't like it. I don't like voting. So how would you propose that we do it? To do it the same way that we did the She Podcast over at PodFest. Oh, we just decide and then hand them out. I like it. We came up with really great award names that fit the person, and we made it fun. You don't have to convince me. Let's do it that way. I'm fine with not letting anyone vote. I don't care what people think. And not only that, I think that we could, I mean, if we wanted to, 
simply the only thing that worries me is simply that we don't know everyone. So I do like the idea of maybe people nominating and then we can look through and decide. Right. I think in terms of nominations, yeah, for sure. But then also the scope. So there are these other awards we just got pitched. I think it's called Quill. I have to see. Yeah, Quill. Quill it. Yes. Yeah. So Quill's doing other awards. And then you can sponsor. You judge. Hold on. I'll I'll read it to you because we're going to do it. You and me both. By the way, I signed us up. Oh, my God. Basically, (laughs) we're going to be presenting the Best Comedy Podcast Award. It says, which means that you and your team will be the judges. Judges for the awards will begin Monday, May 31st. We need your vote by June 9th to announce the winners on the 11th. All we need from you to promote the awards is your company logo as an official judge on the page. Promote your company through our social media. Promote your company through our biweekly podcast newsletter. Provide your company with promotional material to share the awards. Place your logo beside the award. That's it. It's like figure out who the person is and let us promote the crap out of you. Yo, the thing that I don't like is that you judging the awards, I don't want to do that. And also it takes time. Like if and if you do give it to me. I mean, it takes time, but. But that's because you're extra. Yes, I am extra. So you don't give me things to judge if I'm not 100% in. And what if I listen to everybody and then I'm like, oh, my God, they're so all so funny. I have a name for the awards already. <laughs> not the sheepies. The judges. How about the judges? The judges. So I'm actually on a committee that's supposed to be judging the Webbies. And it's so overwhelming of a job. I've yet to do it. I don't exactly. want to do it. Exactly. I want nothing to do with it. Well, so you're right. I don't want that kind of award system. There were also committees and have been committees for, um, you know, I, I mean, we were at way back, you know, the podcast movement, podcasting awards thing that they did too. You had to do that as well. Like if you were like, you had to pick and you had to commit to listening to whatever those podcasts were. And then you had to judge them whatever category you did. And I remember I picked, I did it one year and then I was like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. And I I got anxious and it took so much more time than I wanted it to. And then the podcast awards right now, the Ambies, there were, I think that they had, you know, you could participate in doing it, right? And you, like you're part of the, that's the whole point. You get an opportunity to vote on these yourself. If you're part of the Podcast Academy, you can vote. Yeah. You you do can vote. And just the idea. I'm just like, it's too much work. Somebody else do it. I just voted for the people I liked. Then we complain, like, why did so-and-so get an award? Well, because you didn't even pay attention. You didn't listen to the podcast. You didn't vote. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. I agree with you. We don't have to let people vote. We don't have to vote. We can just decide and be done with it. It's fine with me. I do like the idea of nominations because then we'll learn about people we don't know about. I like the judges. <laughs> like, I just feel it's just so ex. So many things are, and it's, doesn't the Webbies aren't the Webbies like you nominate and then when you get chosen or like I don't know, there's like something that has to do with getting other people to like your stuff too. Isn't there a, a component of that? Like once Not you do the I Webbies, remember. you have to go into the Webbies website and then you have to like. I think Emily Prokoff can tell us a little bit. I couldn't, can't, or was that a different award? She went through with it. I never did. I remember I voted for her like more than once. Oh, that's right. Cause she was up for one. Right. She yeah. Was cause up you for have one. to go in there and do it. Yeah. And so I'm like, times. and then so there's like a whole social media component yes. where you have to rally the troops. And I'm just yes. like, really? No, definitely. Yeah. I don't agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. All that sucks about awards, but it is fun to, honor someone in person and it is fun to dress up a little bit and there's no other good reason to do that other than an award show unless we want to do some kind of roast or a talent show or something because that's what you dress up for right other than that you know what you do you have a thing with a bunch of podcasts in a bowl everybody comes in they dress up you reach in you pull out a show and you go hey guess what it's a raffle it's not a podcast award it's a podcast raffle you reach in and you go hey guess what Blah, blah, blah. You win. Come up here and get one of your judges. Here you go. Here's a judgy. And that's why we're planning the event and not you. And then if someone says, how come my show didn't win? It's so much better than that show. And you go, because I didn't pick you out of the fishbowl. Think about it this way, too, though, Jess. The, one of the reasons that we ended up with the awards as we got them is that even when we started to craft the idea around it, we didn't even get the people to show up. 
Right. So then we had to, it's like, and that's one of the biggest problems with a lot of the awards that are happening. That's true. That was hard. Todd Cochran, uh, so many times people have won awards and they're not there to pick them up. And so it ends up being a really... All right, you convinced me. Forget it. It's the worst idea ever. Okay, never mind. Moving well, on. I'm just saying, just it's just that the idea is fun and it, for all the best ways possible, but the execution of it has to be really well thought out. And it's a pain in the... And then also, who's going to pay for it? Because it's an entire thing, right? So yes, there can be sponsors for sure, because that's what podcast movement does. There's like, there was a very specific sponsor that helps with that whole thing but you think about all the bits like you have to have the actual award you have to be able to have the all the stuff in the background all the av equipment being able to get people behind on stage i mean even when i got the hall of fame thing they had a whole to do where we i think we even had to we had to like practice going in the back and this is when you go to thing and then this person talks and it has to be this amount and like the management of just that was like Oh my God. It's too much. And I just, it's right? crazy. All right. Yeah. So I got the perfect idea for She Podcast Live. What happens is everybody dresses up and as they come in, they put their name, they write it down and they put it in a bowl and we call it the pickies. All right. So they're already there. So they're there to accept the award. All right. And you get right. somebody and then you walk in, you go, okay, for comedy podcast and you reach in. And you pull it out and you go, it's this. And they come up and they have to make a speech and they're not prepared. So they make a funny speech or whatever and they thank their people and they leave. And then you pick one out for technology and you pick one out for all the categories that you want. And it's the pickies. And they and they have to pickies. be there because they got to write them down. It sounds like put them nose in picker awards. Well, you know, I mean, I kind of like the idea of how about getting the up and celebrating awards and not knowing who's going to get what. And yeah. you just kind of. I mean, yeah. there's something neat about that, um, that whole thing. Right. But alas, it's, alas, alas, <laughs> it's, I think the, the thing that I really loved about our, when we did our awards was the feeling of joy and togetherness in the room, which was like awesome. I really loved the sentiment that every person that went up there was so proud of themselves and it, it was so inspiring for everybody. That was great. Someone too. cried. It was so, some of the, I cried. You cried? I, I, I always cry. I, always I cry. don't remember but, that um, part. But it was really, I mean, it was really, I honestly did, Jess. I had a great time doing that yeah. whole thing. It was, it made, and then after we finished, it felt really positive and inspiring and vibrant. And, and I was so proud of all of us, but I don't know how to do that. Continue to replicate that feeling where it is that we are all here together and that's what I would like versus I didn't get nominated. I can't show up to this, this. Like, I, like, how do we do that? Or maybe there have to be like a word set up, like the one that you gave. I don't remember Jessica Rhodes. Has she just had her daughter at that time? It was something funny. Like the way that yeah. we gave the awards names were like, yeah, some of them were, yeah, they were just silly. It was silly, but, but it was so. In its silliness, it was really wonderful. Like mom who juggles all the things at once and does the thing award, right? Yes. I remember now. Yes, yes, yes. So those were just such – that I think brings a lot of people together. It wasn't necessarily around content. Like your audio production is so on point, but it's Mm -hmm. like (laughs) – it was just so – like enthusiastic when Jemmy won for being like the most enthusiastic person in the world or whatever yeah. i don't know what that was and she yeah. was so moved by it we can totally do that still do that i think yeah that it would be like who deserves to get an award like the end and just then in general just in general who deserves to get an award like they don't have to and then we come up and then when we see the list of people we can create a name for that award based on the person that's going to get it so nobody else gets it because it's for that person mm-hmm. that i would love yeah. I love that. It would be yeah. so great because nobody else could win an award for that. Like, even like when we want, mind you, I have an award. See? I have our award. Which award? Oh, this is, that is the, the award one where we, we got were for the, the weirdest oddest, couple. Yeah. The oddest pairing. And I think that this is like, it's one of my I favorite things. I love this award. Yeah. I love it too. Nobody actually. else could win it. You know, it, right. I mean, it's for us. 
And I'm pr- and that's why it's here. Look, it's here. I love to see it. It makes me laugh every time I look at it. I know it's a silly award, but I love that award. I love it too. You're totally right. So now it's the sillies. The sillies. The sillies. We're not going to be naming them right now, John. You're the sillies. The sillies. But anyway, we've been talking for an awful long time now. I know. Let's get the rock out of here. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to She Podcast episode 305. If you want to find our show notes, you can find them at ShePodcast.com. You can find our super squad, ShePodcast.com forward slash squad. You can find our live event, which is getting closer and closer to happening. That is ShePodcast.com forward slash live. We're super excited that you joined us today. Thank you for joining us in person. Those of you who did, um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcasts. And uh, what can I say? You guys are the best. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Bye.